0: opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. We have scripture this morning from the book of Acts chapter 1. This is uh, after Jesus's resurrection. It is before he ascends to heaven and the disciples are gathered. So, when they had come together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by His own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be My witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When He had said this, as they were watching he was lifted up. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So here's a great line in Acts. The disciples asked Jesus, now are you going to restore Israel? Now are you going to make all this new? If it is, the disciples have a lot to gain, don't they? They are likely to to be given the best seats in the house. They'll be able to prop up their feet and watch and see what the Lord is going to do. But Jesus dashes these hopes. No, this is not the time. And it's not for you to know the times or the periods that our Father in Heaven has set by His own authority. In other words, the question you're asking is not your question to ask. It's not your business, but it's God's business. God isn't inviting you disciples into the wheelhouse. No, you can't steer the ship. You don't get to see the master plan, and you don't get to see or to schedule what God is or is not about to do. Jesus puts them in their place. This is God's work, not yours. But here's what you do get, Jesus says. You get to be my witnesses. You're going to be called into the game and you have an assignment. The Spirit will come and give you power in order that you may be my witnesses. What does that mean to you to be a witness? That word witness in the New Testament is linked to a word I I don't really want to tell you about. I'm not sure you can handle it. (laughs) I know I can't. That word witness is related to the word martyr. What does it mean for you to bear witness to Jesus the Christ? I'd rather take a seat. I'd rather watch what God is going to do. I'd rather be a part of the audience. I don't want to do the heavy lifting myself. I certainly don't want to be a martyr. But that's not what Jesus wants for us. We're not to sit and watch. We are to bear witness, to tell, to testify. We're given an assignment here in Acts. And it's not the first time from Jesus. We we should expect it. Every time Jesus comes, He wants us to do something. He shows up and He asks the disciples, well, follow me, follow me. Uh, He wants us to love like He loves. He wants us to be generous like He's generous, like that prodigal father was generous. He wants us to be persistent like that woman who lost a coin and looked everywhere and finally found it. Like that woman who nearly drove that judge crazy because she was so persistent. Be persistent, says Jesus. Go. He wants us to go the extra mile like, like that Samaritan did and went and offered, and sacrificed, and risked. This is what Jesus is always asking from us. He wants us to forgive, not just once, but seven times 70. I can't do the math. It's a very big number. It's it's a number we really can't reach. Don't even add it up how many times you forgive. Just be a forgiving soul and keep on keeping on he wants us to visit the prisoner he wants us to offer a cup of cold water to somebody who's thirsty to speak up to listen to pray to give to heal and now be a witness one way to be a witness of course is to tell to preach to sing our faith to talk about it and yes That's a good way to witness in many cases, isn't it? I spend a lot of time and energy talking about the faith, asking people about theirs, exploring it, writing about it, preaching. But I'm mindful that living the Jesus way is probably the best witness of all. Not so much the silken words, but the action and the activity of being a disciple, of being a witness. Living the gospel is probably what Jesus had in mind more than anything else. Not so much our doctrine or our beliefs, but but the way we we walk the faith. Being a living example certainly makes a longer-lasting impression, doesn't it? Which is to ask you a question, would you pay me the same if I didn't have to preach every week? Living the Gospel is, is really the calling, isn't it? I'm thinking of the words attributed to Francis of Assisi. I don't know if he actually said them, but we are led to believe he did. Preach often, he said. If necessary, use words. Use words. Preach often. If necessary, use words. Be my witnesses, Jesus commands be my witnesses the holy spirit will help sure but you've got work to do get started be my witnesses after the session meeting last thursday it was getting dark not completely dark yet but almost there and john muirhead and i were in the parking lot having the obligatory parking lot meeting after the session meeting we noticed a boy come up to our church doors looked in knocked on the door. He didn't know there was a doorbell. It's sort of one of those secret things. It's there, but you don't notice it's there unless you're really looking. And I went up to him and I said, nobody's in there. Can I help you? And he said, well, so he's a student at Franklin Middle. He got dropped off after a field trip and his ride wasn't there. So he had come to the church to find Mr. Tracy to get a ride home. So, uh, John and I called Mr. Tracy. Mr. Tracy called his mom. And we got him a ride home. But do you notice what happened in that story? A boy walks alone from a school in which he has no ride. And where does he go? He comes to the church of Jesus Christ. He comes to a place in which he has been welcomed before. He comes to the place that houses dream house he comes to a man he knows who loves him and cares for this community a man named mr tracy and john and i tracy's mortal friends we got to drive this boy home but i was so impressed by where he came in his time of trouble by who he looked for by where He showed up. Be my witnesses, says Jesus the Christ. Be a church for heaven's sakes where all people are welcome. Be be a church where those who don't have a ride can come for respite. Be here. Show up. Provide for this place. Remember how Jesus wept over Jerusalem on Palm Sunday? He He said He wished He could gather His people like a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Be a mother hen. Welcome the world. Be my witnesses, Jesus the Christ says. Gather the lost. Welcome the strays. Welcome people who don't have ride, who don't have a prayer, who can't have a drink, who can't get a break, who fall in between the cracks. Be a sanctuary. Dare to be a safe place. Dare to open yourself up. Dare to pay for something that's bigger than you and make it matter. Be my witnesses. Be the home. Be the home the world needs. Be a welcome to my people who often find only the doors shut and locked. Be my witness, says Jesus. What does it mean for you to be a witness? I was reminded this week that when people stand up against hate, when they stand up against hate, the voices of hate are often rendered mute. That is, when we speak up, the haters shut up. Those who thrive in the dark, they slink away when you turn on the lights. So bring a light. Be a witness. Stand up to those who crack the racist jokes. Oh, I love humor, and I even like a good racist joke when the people we're joking about are with us, where we can joke about our humanity together, but a bunch of white men talking about women, joking about that's not appropriate. Be the one who stands up and says, it's just not funny without all my brothers and sisters here where we can let down our hair and be real with one another and joke about the the humanness and the the foibles of being human. Be the one who walks away. Be a witness, says Jesus. Speak up when people are trading in lies lies and half-truths. Don't let people get away with saying things that don't ring true. Use your voice. Be my witness, Jesus says. Systems theory posits that that every system, every school system, every church, every family, every nation has about the same level of disease and health. About the same. That's what this, the theory posits. What makes a healthy system, though, as I've said before, as we've talked about before, is not about the, the amount of health or disease in the system. What makes a system healthy is where we shine the spotlight. If we spotlight the gossip, the worry, the woe, that's all we see. If we spotlight people making a positive difference and those ministries that are thriving by the grace of God that bring healing, then that's what we see. That's what fills our vision. Shine the light on where God is doing God's work. Water the weeds, and the weeds will grow. Water the flowers, and they will grow. And they will delight the bees and the natives and the passersby. And so, the host of heaven will rejoice. Be my witnesses. Build something up. Stop pick, 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 picking everything apart. Be constructive in this world. God knows we need it. Quit feeding your apathy and your fear. Stop tearing your own self down insofar as you can. Step out of cycles of despair. Be part of the solution, not the problem. Be my witnesses, Jesus is saying. Paul tells the church at Philippi this. He says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, you know this, saying, this, this, this passage, Philippians 4, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. We don't ignore the pain in the world. We don't look away from the pain of the world. No, we just don't dwell on the pain. We work with the healers. We work with those people easing the pain, bringing the cups of water. That's what we focus on this this transformative work of the church of Jesus the Christ. We don't just look at the ill and wring our hands and say, Ain't it awful? Boy, I'm ready to go home, people tell me. I'm ready to go to heaven. I can't take it anymore all this pain. Well, quit focusing on the pain and focus on the people who are transforming the pain. Focus on the people who are building community where when folk are lost, they show up and at night they knock on the door. Focus there. Be my witnesses. Paul is suggesting, I think, in that passage, a little bit of an attitude adjustment maybe to to get around our hyper-anxiety, our our pity pots, our our ain't-it-awful. At least he's talking about what brings wholeness to the world that is broken. Focus on what brings wholeness to this broken world. Shine the light on the helpers, the healers, the hopeful. Be my witnesses. Witnesses. Bring yourself to this moment, this holy calling. Bring whatever gifts you have. Eleanor, in Montreat last summer, you learned this. You are enough. What you bring is all you need to bring, right? God has given you and blessed you in such a way that what you bring to the circumstance is different than what anybody else brings. And that's enough. And it needs to be there. So show up. You're enough. God's Spirit is working. You're not doing it alone. Don't get the big head. God's Spirit is working on you and in you. You, me, be brave. You're not too old. You're not too young. You bring exactly what is needed to this moment. Because of God's grace, We all can do our part. And it might be a really big part or a very insignificantly small part, but it's enough. And it's what God needs and it's what God will use so that we can be a witness to God's grace in Jesus the Christ. You've got this. Shine your light on the good on the good you see in this world and join ranks with those good efforts aimed at eradicating the bad, the systems that are broken, changing and transforming all that's stuck. What a glorious work that will be. And if somebody shines the light on you, smile. Throw your shoulders back. It might be your moment. Without bragging, show them that you're trying to live the gospel, that that you are the only Jesus many will ever see. So, So use the moment. If you're really brave, stand up to the mic and dare to sing, like Joe Grant does every week. And if you're a little crazy, stand up in the spotlight and dare to dance. Be a fool for Christ. Be a witness. However it is God has called you to do so, be a witness. Don't hold yourself back. The Spirit's helping, urging, equipping. Be my witnesses. Jesus has come to the world to redeem it with love and hope and power and grace. And the first disciples seemed eager to take a step back and to sit down and watch this work unfold to see what God was going to do next. They seemed ready to get their cushions and to watch in their armchairs. But Jesus put the onus on them, on us the Holy Spirit will help you. The next move is yours. Have courage. Be brave. Dare to fail. Soar. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.